travel down to Indy. Clayton Safey and the Wolverine.com team are there ready for Michigan to win a third straight Big Ten title. And Clayton, nobody's really talking about this Iowa game because everybody's wondering who they're going to face in round one of the college football playoff. And even the ticket demand. It's one of the lowest championship games out of the Power Five because the Michigan fan ponying up big cash to watch Ohio State, and I think the Wolverine fans are saving their money for a playoff game. Yeah, and I wonder if Iowa fans are saving their money knowing that it's, I think, the largest point spread in conference championship game history as well. So I think that probably has a factor, so it's a combination. But uh, still, I think a lot of Michigan fans that'll that'll come down, and I will have a good contingent as well. But you're right, it does feel like when you do something for the third time, not that it's less exciting, but it's just a little bit more routine. People have been here before, so um, you know I think it's kind of that sort of thing. But it's still, uh, you know, it's still exciting when you have a chance to win the Big Ten championship. And Michigan's heavily favored, obviously, but they got to get past this game. And then you also keep an eye on the rest of the games throughout the weekend too, because there's a lot of intrigue with different uh, different you know, scenarios that could play out and teams that could make it in, teams that could drop out of the top four. So I think it's going to be a really fun weekend overall across college football. All right. Uh, why is Michigan a 23-and-a-half point favor? Why would those Hawkeye fans not even make the trip? Uh, this Michigan football team, and a question I've asked all the Wolverine.com people, how is this more of a championship next-level type of team than the previous two years? And I'm talking not just Big Ten title, but the national championship. Yeah, I think the thing that separates them this year is the quarterback. I mean, just having J.J. McCarthy back this year, um, he's, you know, last year he would make mistakes here and there and wasn't as clean maybe as you wanted him to. And again, he was coming off an injury the offseason before. But this year it just feels like everything's clicking with him and he doesn't have the, the numbers maybe that some of these Heisman contenders do this year. But they don't ask him to do as much. And But when they do ask him, to make plays, he does that. I mean, you saw it in the Ohio State game. Just so clean, 16-20. to 20, He makes a touchdown pass, threads the needle on third and 10 in that, um, you know, to, to score a touchdown for Roman Wilson. And then you look at some of the other big plays that he was able to make to keep drives alive, pick them up, some first downs. Uh, I think it's the quarterback play. Um, you know, not that you're going to go as far as your quarterback takes you because there's a lot more that goes into it. But I think in terms of ceiling of this team compared to a year ago, it's the quarterback play. And then if you're, you know, why is Michigan a 23 point favorite? I just think Iowa, you got to give them credit for winning 10 games, but I mean, their strength to schedule the big 10 West. I mean, it was a complete mess this year. And then they get the one crossover game against Penn state and they get shut out 31 to nothing. So I think it kind of tells you everything you need to know. They're a one dimensional team that probably has a better off or defense on paper than it really is. If push comes to shove. So that's kind of that's kind of the way I see it, but I think Michigan, if they're able to get past Iowa, is certainly one of the top two or three teams in terms of odds to win the national championship. Yeah, and, and out of all the teams that could be there, and we'll find out Sunday morning. Clayton and Clayton Safey from the Wolverine.com joining us from Indy, looking ahead to tomorrow night's Iowa Michigan Big Ten title game, but even jumping ahead to a possible opening. Final Four matchup and a championship matchup. What would be the best options if you're a Michigan fan that you would want this team first, this team in the title game? Yeah. I think, well, one, just this weekend, you want Florida State to win. I know it's going to be tough 
Apparently their backup quarterback may even be hurt himself this week, so he's going to be a game-day decision. Tomorrow against Louisville, they're only three-point favorite or two-and-a-half. So I think you, you want to face Florida State just because they don't have their starting quarterback, Jordan Travis, is out for the season. And then I think you probably want Washington to win tonight over Oregon. I think Oregon looks a little bit more scary. Washington feels more like, I'm not saying you want to face TCU, but Washington feels more like the TCU of this year where they kind of skated by throughout the year were able to survive some close games. And you got to give them credit for doing that, being undefeated. But uh, I think those would be the top two teams. Then you start looking at, well, do you want to play Washington out west? I think that's a little bit tougher. Uh, But at the end of the day, you want the best matchup. uh, And I think that, that would be it. And then in the championship, if you could somehow avoid a Georgia, um, if they were to lose to Alabama and get left out this weekend, I think that would be ideal. But um, it'll just be interesting to see how all those play out. I think if you're Michigan, you still you know, are just fortunate to get in. Any team is when it's only four teams. And then you kind of take your shot. You're going to have to beat really good teams to great teams. You're going to have to perform well on the big stage. Michigan still has to prove it can do that. Um, so I think that if they get past Iowa – yeah, you, there's some uh, matchups are more favorable than others, but you just want to get in for sure and, and give yourself a chance. Yeah, and they do have a chance because I, I watched their defense. That, that was the first time I've seen Ohio State. I know two years ago they were dominant in the snow, but the the Michigan defense to me looks like the defensive units we've seen on SEC teams or Ohio State you know, championship game teams, they their athleticism, their speed to the ball, I really think, and obviously J.J. maturing, I, I think those two things are why I like Michigan to win the next three games. Yeah, I think that's that's a fair point. It starts up front, too, with, with that defense and the D-line and the depth that they've been able to develop. It's almost uh, Chris Ballas and I were talking during the Michigan-Ohio State game up in the press box. We're like, man, they almost rotate too much, but that's a testament to how many guys they have that are ready uh, and that are talented um, and a lot of veterans with experience too, but it starts up front with them. And then you just think of the plays this defense has made throughout the course of the year, four pick sixes, a couple of them really changing the momentum of a couple different games. You know, where the Rutgers game comes to mind, they had uh, you know, a couple of them at Minnesota, you know, they were going to win those games anyway, but Mikey Sainer still leads the charge there um, and, and a bunch of other guys that just come up big when they need them to. So that defense has been, has been huge for them and it's been complimentary football. Then you, you couple in the, the special teams, which have improved, I think in punt game and James Turner, the, the field goal kicker, they got kind of a complete team right now uh, that I think really has a, a good shot to make it as far as, as you know, they want to go. Clayton Zafi, he's down in Indy right now. Uh, Elmo's he's looking at the menu Chris Ballas is looking at the on3.com expense account. That thing is going to get blown up like a slot machine at Soren Eagle. And we're not going to apologize for it either. So Superfly was asking me, what's Elmo's? Elmo's has the legendary shrimp cocktail, right? Yep, St. Elmo's Steakhouse. They got the shrimp cocktail. They got great steak. Um, so, yeah, and there's a tons of steakhouses down here, too, that are, that are definitely uh, – Iconic, it seems like. Almost when you're talking to me, I can hear you drooling. <laughs> I'm excited. You got are, a reservation. Who, who doesn't get a I'm telling you, you want to change the world? Offer up free food to people. They'll they'll do anything. Free T-shirts at a sporting event or free food. I swear to God, you could be walking through a war zone. They go, would you like to sample the pizza? I would. Oh, my gosh. Is, is that cured pepperoni? Uh, free food and t-shirts change the world man 
We walk around we walk around city to city with a food cart and a t-shirt launcher. We'll probably get an elected president and vice president. You'd have me. Yeah, I'd be on board for sure. So how much, uh, what will your dinner cost if you were paying tonight? Because Elmo's is legendary. All the big names go in there. That's where I go when I'm down there. I don't even need a reservation. They just look at me, I nod, <laughs> and they bring out what I need. Uh, what What's the damage? If you were having to pay yourself tonight, on everything you're going to eat, what would be the damage on your meal at Elmo's and Indy? I'd probably, I'd probably push 100 You know, steak maybe. Uh, that's tip money for me. Yeah, that's nothing. Uh, that's nothing for the huge one. Uh, but no, I'd 60, 70 uh, for a steak, and then you get the shrimp cocktail and maybe have a couple drinks. So maybe you're a little bit over 100 if I was if I was yeah. really pushing it. But I've been out I with Ballas. Take it a little easier. On those Tellymore uh, golf summits with skiing, and I know you popped up there to golf, and Superfly Ballas carries around a calculator when he said he's picking up dinner, and, he, and he's looking at the menu, and he's calculating as I'm ordering. And then on purpose, I would order extra stuff I wouldn't even eat just to yeah. annoy him. <laughs> One time he looked at me and he said, you need soup? So I got the soup. I didn't eat it. And then afterwards, I go, I want a dessert. You have strawberry cheesecake. He goes, you don't need a dessert. I go, uh, you're buying. I order what I want to. Naturally, that escalated into a full-fledged argument that carried over to the golf course the next day. All right, Clayton. All right, what's your uh, final prediction on the game? I got 34 to three Michigan. I think it's going to be probably tight for a little bit um, in this game, and Michigan will be able to pull away once uh, once the floodgates open a little bit. But I don't see Iowa scoring much, and I think even if they muck it up for a while, Michigan's going to eventually be able to make some plays and, and put some points on the board. Um, so I guess I got Michigan and, and also covering the spread as well. Wow. Yeah. See, and you have them 34 three would put it over at 34 and a half is the total yeah. points over under on the DraftKings Sportsbook app big board. And then you got that 23-and-a-half that Michigan's favored by. That that It's almost like they're asking Michigan people not to bet on the game, or you're betting on Michigan to shut them out or only allow three like you're saying, right? Yeah, that's true. And also, I was looking on the DraftKings Sportsbook app earlier, but team total for Iowa is, what, six-and-a-half or seven-and-a-half? And then the, each half, it's like two-and-a-half. So uh, if you want to really get crazy with it, you take Michigan, Michigan over, Iowa team total under, and then call it a night, I think. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, over under six and a half points that Iowa will score. And you wonder why some Iowa fans aren't aren't paying the money to drive in uh, from the state of Iowa. Over under six and a half points. Hey, kids, you want to jump in the RV? We're going to Indy. Really, Dad? Will we see him score a touchdown? No. Just two field goals. Oh, my God. I cannot. Those numbers are absolutely insane, man. They are. They're crazy. I, I feel bad for Iowa fans a little bit. So, Well, they do have, and their defense is banged up, and they lost their best special teams guys. So, you know, 10-2 and two team, they're top 20 in the country. Uh, they're top 20 in the college football playoff rankings from last Tuesday. So, Still got to play the game. You know, Michigan could give yeah. them pick sixes. We've seen it before where we thought they're going to trounce TCU. And before you knew it, Michigan's chasing points, right? Mm-hmm. No doubt. You still got to go play well. Yeah, I mean, it's no disrespect to Iowa. I mean, their offense hasn't been good, but they still have a chance here. Um, so if you're Michigan, play well. Don't make mistakes. 
execute and, and uh, you know, try to take that trophy from Tony Petiti at the end of the night. Petiti with Harbaugh. I'm telling you, I think they're going to they're gonna offer up a pay-per-view for an extra $19.99 that you're going to be able to see that afterwards. Yeah, I would pay. I mean, I'll be there, but I would I would pay nineteen ninety nine for that. It's going to be interesting to see if Michigan is fortunate enough to win. Uh, what what that whole deal looks like, um, because that's the guy that suspended you. Your own conference and pretty much a unilateral decision by the by the commissioner and wrote a twenty page report or whatever it was. So there's definitely some bad blood there. But I would expect Michigan to to handle it, take the high road, handle it with classes. They have most of this stuff, uh, you know, the last couple months. Or you send Sharon Moore up there to get it. Yeah, maybe. Right. And then Har- I think Tony Petitti would prefer that, though. And then, then Harbaugh is just blazing with double birds down here below it. <laughs> what What if he sent up Connor Stallions to get the trophy? <laughs> Could happen. <laughs> Any update? I asked Anthony Broom this because he went to CMU. Before we're done, is there is there any update from anywhere? NCAA CMU on who exactly was on the sidelines for that CMU Michigan State game? Anything? Again, it's my favorite part of this whole deal. There's no update. It doesn't seem like anything has come of that. I don't even know if that guy existed, the guy on the CMU side. I don't think it was Connor Stallions because if it was, it would have been confirmed by now. It would be easy for CMU, Michigan State, uh, stadium security, somebody, somebody to uh, say it. Uh, but if it was someone else, wouldn't they be able to tell us who that was? I agree. Let's just give us a name. What if he wasn't there and that was a ghost and it's going to be like on UFOs on Max? That was a ghost. I think that's what it was. Nah, I don't know. I, I did see those glasses. Marty Boer for the Michigan Sports Network has a pair of those meta glasses that he can snap photos and it lights up. He, and he can listen and stuff, yeah. So I, but he can't take photos that far away. I, who knows? Uh, you know, we got a great weekend with Iowa, Michigan, and then also you know, we get that college football playoff announcement on Sunday. Clayton Safey, uh, Chris Ballas, Anthony Broom, John Borton, Doug Skeen, the entire Wolverine.com crew uh, taking you inside Michigan football all season long, leading up to the championship game during and after at the Wolverine.com. And also follow Clayton Safey, Chris Ballas, and Anthony Broom, and John Borden on Twitter. My man, enjoy the game tomorrow. Enjoy that dinner tonight. You deserve it. Sounds good. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All right, there he is, Clayton Safey.